Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church celebrates Palm Sunday, which is the very beginning of Holy Week, the holiest of all weeks of our liturgical year in the Catholic Church. This is when our Catholic Church shines throughout the world. Now, the scripture readings for this weekend are very important. As we begin the celebration of Palm Sunday, our church asks us to read the gospel passage in which Jesus enters the city of Jerusalem. And that's how we begin our Mass. This story really sets the tone for our reading of the Passion, but also the beginning of Holy Week. Now, we read from Luke's version because we are in the year C of the Gospels. But it's also interesting to take a step back. Look at all four of the Gospel writers, the evangelists. They tell the story of Jesus' Passion, but the stories differ in details. But the main story is still true. All four of the gospel writers, the evangelists, tell different details about what goes on in Jesus' last supper, his passion, death, and even his resurrection. Just look at Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Their version of the passion is very similar. Their version of the last supper, the account of the last supper, very similar. But if you look at John, His version of the Last Supper, very different. He excludes the Mass that Jesus celebrates, the Mass that he institutes with his apostles, completely excludes that. Instead, he focuses all of his attention on the washing of the feet. Or if you look at the passion of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they vary or stress different details based upon the evangelists. But nonetheless, the main story holds to be true. In Jesus' Eucharistic institution that he establishes at the Last Supper, his agonizing passion and death, and his glorious resurrection. Now, what I want to do today is I want to highlight some of Luke's particular details in the passion that we read today in Palm Sunday in order to grow in a greater appreciation and love of this great story. Now, turn to the very beginning of the Mass. We read the account of Jesus entering into Jerusalem. Jesus rides into the capital city of Jerusalem. Now, that's very intentional. Recall King David. Remember the story of King David in the Old Testament? He's crowned king in Bethlehem, and then he mounts a horse and rides into Jerusalem to claim his throne as king of not just Jerusalem, but all of Israel. Well, now Jesus does the exact same thing. He claims kingship. Through his passion, death, and resurrection, all these events will occur in Jerusalem. Notice also, Jesus rides on a colt. 
It's fit for sacred use, since no one has ridden it at all except Jesus, but also the symbolism attached to it. The colt is a peaceful animal, and so it symbolizes that Jesus, yes, he is our king, but he comes in peace. Now, if you look at David and subsequent kings that came after him, when they rode into Jerusalem, they were mounted on stallions and chargers, war horses. It sent a clear message to the people that David, as well as his successors, yes, they were kings, but they were also warriors and generals. Well, by riding on this colt, Jesus tells us, yes, he is our king, but he also is our king that comes in peace. Now, fast forward to the Passover. The Passover was one in which it's celebrated in Jerusalem. Thousands of people are coming to Jerusalem as visitors to specifically celebrate Passover. And remember, Passover commemorated the Israelites' liberation from slavery in Egypt. More to it, the Passover celebration was centered around a sacred meal. The same meal that God told Moses to prepare before their flight out of Egypt. A sacrificed lamb, wine, bitter herbs to symbolize the bitterness of their slavery, unleavened bread to symbolize that they didn't have time enough to add yeast and have the bread rise. Instead, they had to move quickly out of Egypt. Well, in the Last Supper that Jesus celebrates with his apostles, he changes that old covenant Passover into a sacrificial banquet of the new covenant that we have with Jesus and a covenant that we celebrate every time we come to Mass. Our Mass, you could say, is the new Christian Passover that Jesus instituted at the time of the Last Supper. We, too, celebrate this occasion with a very sacred and special meal. It's Jesus' body and blood. And also, we remember our liberation from slavery. In this case, the slavery of sin and death. Now, fast forward to Jesus' agony in the garden. Jesus prays, Father, if you are willing to take this cup away from me, not my will, but yours be done. Notice how the Father answers Jesus' prayer not by sparing Jesus from the passion or taking it away from him. No, not at all. Instead, the Father strengthens Jesus to endure it. That's why he sent the angel to be a source of comfort, but also strength for Christ. Fast forward to the crucifixion. The criminal next to Jesus says, Jesus, remember me. Now that is a great witness of faith. The criminal doesn't believe Jesus' death is an end. But instead, he believes that there's something altogether new, which is the resurrection. One last thing to think about. Jesus, before he dies, he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Well, that is Psalm 31, verse 5. If you turn to that passage, it says exactly, Into your hands I commit my spirit. If you read Psalm 31 in its entirety, It essentially is expressing both agony as well as confidence in God's deliverance. And that's because Jesus, the sufferer, trusts in the Father's goodness and anticipates his final deliverance manifested or revealed in the resurrection. 
Friends, we begin Holy Week. And each day of Holy Week, especially the Triduum, is separate and special in of itself. On Holy Thursday, we celebrate Jesus gathering with his apostles and celebrating the Last Supper, which is the institution of our Mass. But also at the same time, we recognize what Jesus did, how he describes service to God and to others in the form of washing the feet, and that if we truly are to be disciples of Christ, we must stoop down and take that position ourselves in serving God and others. Good Friday. Good Friday commemorates the powerful act of Jesus' passion and death. As Jesus once said, there is no greater love than to lay your life down for another. And that's what we remember on Good Friday. It's a solemn occasion. The Easter Vigil, or Easter Sunday, we recognize the most powerful event that changed and altered the course of this entire universe. After Jesus' resurrection, nothing would be the same. More to it, when we celebrate Easter, Easter Sunday or the Vigil, we celebrate not just Jesus' resurrection, but our immortality. That hopefully we now have the promise that we too will share in Jesus' resurrection one day ourselves. Friends, strongly encourage you, please participate in all these Holy Day liturgies and allow yourself, open yourself up to have Jesus draw you in to the mystery of his passion, death, and resurrection. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.